This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's try and give some goodies away, shall we? 92.3 The Fan wants to send you to see the Cavaliers take on the Timberwolves. It's coming up on Sunday, November 13th at 6 o'clock, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Text the word PICTURE, PICTURE, P-I-C-T-U-R-E, PICTURE, to 20357. Do that by the end of the hour to uh, register to win. Text and data rates may apply. Get rules at www.923thefan.com. Hey, can I uh, – I didn't ask you this before. I should have. Can I go basking on you? Go, do it. Can you get the uh, little fanfare ready to go? Done and done. All right. Ready? Yes. Hold on. We have a big announcement to make involving basketball. I will no longer be able to give Baskin unholy grief about the podcast. Why? Why, you ask? Because basketball gold with Fratello and Phelps begins soon. Very cool. First episode should drop tomorrow, as the kids say. Drop. Oh, God, look at you catching up drop. with the lingo. Drop. You know who our producer is? Do tell, do tell. The voice of the Lake County Captains, John Vicari. <laughs> say hi, John. Yeah, look, looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. There he is. Uh, now, Fratello and Phelps. Do you know who the Fratello is? Uh, Carl Fratello, the guy who... No, uh, it's not Carl. Darn. It's the guy who used to be the head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh. And the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the Atlanta Hawks. And was Marv Albert's sidekick as the number one team on NBC. You hear him doing Clippers games now. You hear him on Cavs stuff. Mike Fratello and I are doing a podcast together. The czar of the telestrator himself. I am pumped. Mike is ready to roll. And we're going to have a lot of fun with it as long as Vakari doesn't screw it up. Look at you with your big pole. Look at Look that. that. Look at that. Vakari's on the phone. Or he'd answer right now, as I said, if he doesn't screw it up. Eh. So I, I'm working with a guy from Hoboken and a guy from Queens. You're going to know where to get a good slice of pizza in no I time. Guess, I guess I am. You are, so man. get ready for that. Um, again, should be dropping soon. Dropping soon. Look, I, I, I I'm can't not gonna believe say, I'm this. not going to say drop. What can I say? We've posted a new episode. There. That's what I'm going to say. I can't I can't do the Baskin drop thing. Drop. Let the beat drop. I mean, that's that's it. You know, we got a new episode up. You could do that. All right, one. let's do that. So, Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps on the Odyssey app. Also, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe five stars for Jeff Phelps. There you the go. Bizarre of the telescope. And, and look, you want basketball knowledge. I'm going to help you get it through Mike Fratello. <laughs> I'll know the right question to ask. Don't worry. And, and, I'll, and I'll help. 
So <laughs> we're looking forward to it. Mike and I are going to have some fun doing that. Basketball gold with Fratello and Phelps on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. It's coming soon. So get ready. We can't wait. It'll be an awful lot of fun. Uh, we're going to talk Cavaliers coming up in the noon hour. Guess what? The Browns are back, folks. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Before we before we get to... Uh, before we get to Brown's talk, joining us now on Menigan and Me, it's Andy Paskin. Click, click, click. <laughs> click, click, click. Hi, click, Andy click. Baskin. That's all I have for you. Click, click, click. Congratulations on your new podcast. Click, click, click. All right, go, go. You've got to go do it, and it's always game day in Cleveland with Daryl. You're supposed to drop one coming up tomorrow. Click, click, click. Goodbye. That's all I have for you. Go back to your regularly scheduled show. Thank you. Go back to your regularly scheduled day off. Between appointments. That's all I am right now, but I am listening. All right, Click, good. click, click. Goodbye. 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 Bye. That's Andy Baskin, <laughs> usual co-host of Medigan and me. We're going to have, we got to come up with a drop for you every time you have to pimp this thing. We'll figure something out. Yeah, that's what's going to be great. We'll it? figure something out. Yeah, it's going to be great. I think I got, I got something in mind. It's, oh, oh, gosh, I can't wait. Browns, Miami Dolphins. We're coming out of the bye week, and I've been thinking – I've been thinking for two weeks, basically. Where is this football team? Are you happy with this football team? Have you been impressed with this football team? And if you answer yes, I'm going to ask you why. Right. Because you're three and five. They just ended a four-game losing streak. But I can give you a little hint as to why. If you're happy, it's this reason. Now, I'm optimistic. I'm not happy. But I am optimistic. They put it together against the team that went to the Super Bowl last year and looked like world beaters on Monday Night Football. They looked, Dan, the offense looked good, the defense looked good, the special, the offense looked good, the (laughs) defense looked good. And I thought, wow, this is what this was supposed to be. And there is still time. Everything you say I agree with. That's, if you want to be positive, and you want to look on the bright side of this, that is exactly what you are pointing to, is that you took the guy who dragged that team to the Super Bowl because he caught fire in Joe Burrow and made him have fits and not totally know where to go with the ball. And, and hey, missing Jamar Chase has something to do with that too. We'll be 100% honest. But it's not like the whole offense just went into a tailspin. You kept Tyler Boyd from dry, from hitting deep shots. You kept T. Higgins from muscling around all over the place. You kept that run game quiet that then turned around, went to a Carolina team, and went absolutely bonkers. So, yeah, that's I, – I think that's where you look if you want to be positive. If you want to be negative, you look at the seven games that came before that. And you can point to all of those there in the not, way that the defense all, played. Not all seven. Okay, they, okay, there, fine. There the were six some, games if you remove the Pittsburgh game. There were some moments. Folks, what where are you with this? Are you are you optimistic? Are you happy coming out of the bye week? Two one six five seven eight zero zero nine two. The voice of the captains will take your phone call. So uh, I think on the offensive side, Jeff, I'm yeah. I'm happy. I don't think you can be anything but happy. And I know everybody is sitting here and banging the table and say, give the ball to Nick Chubb more. Well, yeah. I mean, that's how all of the fan base is going to feel yeah. because we don't care about next year, and we don't care about the year after that. Well, you care about what's on the table right now. Exactly. You care about the game that's in front of you, and that's it. Now, one thing about Nick, you know, and we've talked about running backs being disposable, and, you know, you can get there, and we see it. We see it every week in the NFL. 
Nick's not that same kind of back. He's one of the few that's in a different class. Mm-hmm. And so I get why you want to conserve him, but I also get why you should run him more. So, and situationally more than anything. I think I, situationally I, is yeah, the big part of it. I agree completely. That, yeah. That's the key. Um, let's, where is this team? Let's start with the offensive line. With Wyatt Teller out, Broholt stepped up, I think did a nice job. I've been overall pleased with the work of the offensive line this year. Ethan Posick stepped in when Nick Harris went out with his injury. Posick has looked terrific. There's a loud all-pro case to be made for Ethan Posick Isn't right that now. true? Yeah. And this is a guy you know who was in Seattle, started in Seattle, but they let him walk. And so he ends up here. He's done a really nice job, and he's been critical. And he's different than most centers because he's six foot six. You know, most centers seem to be the six one to six four guy who's three ten. Yeah, that kind of guy. Posick's more of the long and lanky guy you'd expect to see a tackle, but he's done a really nice job. And so can move on top of that, yeah. second highest rated center of PFF, uh, the first being Creed Humphrey of the Kansas City Chiefs. So he's done a terrific job. Batonio, we know Jedrick Wills. He's not Joe Thomas. That's the biggest problem with Jedrick Wills. <laughs> Jedrick Wills is not Joe Thomas. We've been spoiled here by having a left tackle who's as good as probably any who's ever played the game. And Jedrick Wills is not Joe Thomas. And that's why when people sometimes get mad at Jedrick Wills, your point of comparison is perhaps the best left tackle who ever played the game. So Jed's young. He's coming on. And Froholt's done a nice job filling in. And Batonio has James, continued. Yeah. J- Joel's continued been awesome. And James Hudson. Did a nice job when he was filling in, I think, for Jack Conklin. To me, it really bodes well for the future because you have identified, and Michael Dunn's been fine too. Absolutely. So you've identified not just you know starters who you knew, but some younger guys who can step in and, and really do a nice job. So I'm really pleased with that. They've done a nice job there. This team has started with the offensive line, and you can point to Bill Callahan, and you can point to the way that they draft and – look for players and talent in that this team has now become one of those places where you never have to worry about the offensive line. Like, like the way that the, the uh, yeah. New England Patriots were for years and years with Dante Skarnecchia at the head of it, where the guy was around forever and Bill Belichick just kept giving him more and more money to make sure he never retired because you never have to worry about the offensive line. They've, the Browns have become that. You never have to worry about the offensive line. Which is really pretty impressive. Very impressive. All right, running back. Because the Chargers would dream of that right now. Running back. You have Nick Chubb. He's been outstanding. He's getting the ball as much as anybody in the NFL. We'd like to see him get it in different places situationally. Okay, you can't make any over overly big argument there because he's still doing well and doing great. I'd like to see Kareem Hunt a little more involved. I get it. There are only so many handoffs, so many screen passes. I get all that. I'd still like to see him a little more involved. And Jerome Ford's been hurt, and Dearness Johnson hasn't had much of a chance. To me, that sums up running back. Your nails with yeah. Nick Chubb. You're- and if you want to tweak it, get the ball to Kareem a little bit more and use Nick maybe a little more frequently with watching his plays, but maybe just mix them in. You know, Rather than this is Nick's series, this is Kareem's series. Because it, it certainly feels that way. It feels like they don't want to use Nick Chubb on third down. And I, I threw this out to Andy a couple weeks ago, and this is my working theory. And I don't have all the numbers in front of me that I did before. I like this. I believe Nick Chubb is on a pitch count. I, I think they have him on a snap count. 
where it's like, okay, Nick is going to play X amount of snaps, and when he hits that number, we're done. We're shutting he's him off. down. I think he's like, you know, basically a modern starting pitcher. And it's the catch-22 of the Cleveland Browns offense of, okay, where do we use those? Do we use Nick Chubb in the beginning of the game to help get us the lead, or do we use Nick Chubb at the end of the game to keep the lead? And I think that is what's doing this team in more than anything else. And I had a bunch of numbers and data, and I can't find them right now. <laughs> All right, you'll have that. You'll have that. So, And I think that's – I hope they spent the bye week looking at that and going, okay, there are two ways that we can go about this. One of them is we put Nick Chubb on the Derrick Henry plan, which is like, forget it, pitch count out the window, we're just going to run him into the dirt, and who cares? We'll figure it out later. I, I don't – as, as great as I think Nick is, he's not the same guy as Derrick Henry. I don't know that I want Nick getting 35 carries. Derrick Henry is like bigger and stronger and faster than most anybody who's trying to tackle him once he gets past the defensive line. Yes. And I think he can sustain that kind of stuff. I don't know that Nick can. I don't know that I want to find out. But I, I want to see Nick a little bit more in certain situations. Tight end. David Njoku's been solid, I think. I don't know that he's playing like one of the highest-paid tight ends in the game, which he is. One of the, what, top five? Harrison Bryant. All right, well. He's been awesome. We'll see. I, I think Njoku's been good. And it's interesting to me because I, I think Kevin has gone away from using the tight ends quite as much as he did. Yes, he has evolved this offense. They are in... They're doing far more 11 personnel, one, you know, three wide receivers, one tight end, one running back than they ever have under Kevin Stefanski before. You could tell that the multiple tight end thing mm-hmm. was a Baker Mayfield offense. Where is this team coming out of the bye? We're going to talk about the wide receivers and the defense coming up next. Where do you think it is? Are you happy with it? You unhappy with it? Optimistic about what's to come? I'm a little optimistic, but I, I you got to mix in some reality as well. Two one six five seven eight zero zero nine two. We're gonna make Jeff Thomas do it at eleven. It's Baskin and Phelps today. It's Menigan and me right here on the fan. Welcome back to Baskin and Phelps. Menigan in for Baskin today. I'm Jeff Phelps. Coming up at eleven o'clock, we're gonna make Jeff Thomas do it. Then after that, Browns players as they get ready to play the Miami Dolphins coming out of the bye week. Four-game losing streak is over. Browns got the win over Cincinnati. Clearly the best win, best performance of the year. It has me curiously optimistic about what might be coming. Dan and I just talked about the offense in the last segment. We didn't get to the wide receivers, where this team is coming out of the bye. I say this. I say this about the wide receivers, Dan. Do declare. Amari Cooper has been a little better than I thought he would be. And he's I, been way more yeah, consistent than I thought he would that, be. And that's where. I mean, he is, he's shown the abilities that he has shown throughout his career, but he's doing it on a more consistent basis here. And that's been great to see. Way more consistent than I thought he would be. Because let's be 100% honest here. We've all had Amari Cooper on a fantasy football team. Scary. We know how it goes. Mm-hmm. There are the peaks are unbelievable. They're really good. And the valleys are, oh, are they low? Yep. And there have been no valleys. It's been very consistent through the whole thing. They have gotten him consistent targets. And what, close to 11 a game? They they keep it right around that 11 to 15 area to make sure he is getting the ball in his yep. hands. And Jacoby Brissett and him clearly have chemistry. And they have figured out, 
each other out and figure out where the ball needs to go. So the only wide receiver thing that I would toss to you, Jeff, is I'd like to see a little bit more from Donovan Peoples-Jones, and I'd like to see a little bit more from the supporting cast. Well, and this is where I think this is, and I won't even call it an issue. I'll, I'll call it a a question. Uh, and, and Amari right now, he's on he's on track for 80-plus catches and about 1,200 yards and about 10 touchdowns. Hmm. Well done. Beautiful. The wide, re- the other wide receivers, I think, have not been a, a glaring weakness or a glaring plus. They've just kind of been there with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. You know, they've done a great job with Amari Cooper and with the running game. You, you're okay with Jacoby Brissett there. I don't mean to look too far down the road here, but I'm going to. Are these wide receivers sufficient when Deshaun Watson gets here? If, it, you, if it, you believe Deshaun Watson is a force multiplier, the answer is yes. In other words, he will make them better. Exactly. Okay. If you believe I, I think that that's is a the po- case. I think that's a possibility. Yeah. I really do. It's the effect of dropping a top-tier quarterback in. Is the fact that all of a sudden, with that guy there, between his ability to get rid of the ball quickly, his mobility – and frankly, his accuracy, it makes everything around it run smoother and run easier and makes everyone else better because their jobs are all easier. If you believe that is the case of Deshaun Watson dropping him in, the answer is yes. I'm hoping that's the case. You know, I'm still, I'd still rather err on the side of having too much talent than question marks. And I like Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think DPJ's done a really nice job. And I think, I won't say you got lucky because you drafted him for a reason. You know, you drafted him in the sixth round, and he's he looks like a guy who can play wide receiver in the NFL for a decade. I, I, think, he's, I think he's pretty good. And I wonder, when Deshaun Watson takes over, does he make that next step? You know, does Deshaun and his ability to throw the ball and, and the reason that he's here for the price tag that he's here with, does he make that guy better? And my hope is yes. David Bell so far, non, yeah. non-fact, right. We, and, and that's not to say that he can't become really good. So far, non-factor. And Anthony Schwartz hasn't taken a step. And so I wonder about that. Michael Woods has, I think, looked in a very, very, very short sample size. Looked a little more intriguing than Schwartz and Bell. Yeah. David Bell, I'm willing to just go. Eh, rookie, rookie, third, yeah. you know, third, rookie, third round, round pick. choice. Yeah, he needs a little time. I think we I, got. I agree. Yeah, we got spoiled by a lot of guys who came into the league and made an instant impact. And I think a little bit of time would do him wonders. I couldn't agree with you more on Anthony that. Anthony Schwartz. Look, that's an off-season conversation, and, and I think we all know where that conversation goes. If he gets to the end of the year and this hasn't worked, he's going to be in a training camp battle to make this team. Yeah, or he'll be playing with somebody else, and they're just going to move on because they need cap space to go make a move for another player. Could be. Cough, cough, Brandon Cooks, cough, right. cough. Ooh, let's move to the defensive side of the ball. Can I, before you get to offense, Yeah. just one last thing I just want to toss in. Yeah. So for those of you who are deniers of this offense, they are averaging 5.7 yards per play. Wow. Every offensive snap is averaging 5.7 yards. They are seventh in rush percentage. They are 26th in pass percentage. I know Kevin Stefanski. There are things that about Kevin and things that have happened offensively that we all think, eh, that shouldn't be, blah, blah, blah. 
you know, shouldn't be calling plays because he should be paying attention to other stuff. Overall, he's doing a really good job of calling plays and the offense with a backup quarterback. And and let's and I don't mean that disparagingly. He was brought here to be your backup quarterback. Has has really done a pretty good job. Really has. This is a top what is it? 10? No, 5. I think it's top 5 offense in the league. Let's be fair. It's it's clearly a top 10. Yeah. I'm I'm hard pressed to say it's a top five, even though statistically it yeah, is. Yeah, if you if you go by all watched the, it. the the advanced numbers and that stuff, they'll yeah. tell you it's a top five offense. Yeah, um, and you would think if it was, you'd have more than three wins. There's the catch. Well, and you're about to get to the reason why you don't. The defensive side of the ball. There's your reason. <laughs> I thought, I honestly thought this team defensively was going to just smoothly move into the next phase of building a big-time defense, and that hasn't happened. And I wonder I wonder if the Bengals game was a real good step in the right direction. I And that's one of the reasons I'm cautiously optimistic, is I think it was. But I, I don't know about that. Let's start on the defensive line. Garrett and Clowney, terrific. They've both had some injuries. Both have had injury issues. Terrific. I yeah. like them both. I mean, that's, that's the only thing with it is they're both very, very talented players who have dealt with various injuries this season, and we have seen the depth behind it with Chase Winovich being on the IR come back and bite him. Correct. I mean, and Isaiah Thomas has been nice. He's, he's been nice. He's been the guy who has stepped up, and nothing against Alex Wright. He's a really young guy. Right, and, and Alex Wright was super raw coming out of UAB. Right, and I, and I like him long term. But before the start of the season, Dan, I know you and I both looked at this this defensive line and said, well, and we'll, we'll get to tackle in a minute. Yeah, we're, we're being but, nice. But I said, I'd love to get another defensive end in here with experience who can do something. You thought Winovich might be that guy. We never really got a chance to find out. No. And maybe and we will this week. Maybe. And, and maybe. in the coming weeks. And Isaiah Thomas has stepped up and Alex, right? But right now, your backups behind Garrett and Clowney, your top backups. And Isaac Rochelle has been, okay, he's a veteran. He's been fine. He's, right. He's a veteran who's been around. But your backups have been rookies and your fingers have been crossed. So there's that. Yeah, your backups are nice and fine. Those been, are the two words we use to describe them. Been waiting That's for the good. defensive tackles to step up Aye. and and say, hey, here here we go. Aye. I'm the guy who's going to be a force here. I'd buy a new newspaper. You're going to be waiting longer. We haven't had anybody do that. Jordan Elliott's been a starter with Taven Bryan. Taven missed a little time. Um, Jordan Elliott has had a moment or three, but we haven't seen either one of those guys step up and say, don't worry, I've got this. Jeff, they've been horrendous. Okay. I'll say it. They've been then, horrendous. Then Jacob Phillips has it, been horrendous. You could say it that way. They've been horrendous. I mean, that's that. You mean Jordan Elliott? That's it. Thank you. I get the two of them confused. They've both been horrible. I mean, that's that's it. Taven Bryan has, was a lotto ticket. He seems okay, fine. He's had, a, I think, like two sacks on the season I, I or something like that. I, a won't, go, I won't go horrible. I think that you're still looking for one guy to really step up and be good. Elliott's had a couple of moments. And Taven Bryan is a guy who's been around the league, and I think if he, I, I think the combination of the two of those guys hasn't meshed, and maybe it's just because one or the other hasn't been in there or stepped up. And I'm probably being kind. Uh, we they can't stop the run, and they're getting no push they're getting on passers shredded. up. Front. Yeah, they're getting shredded. I mean, that's the job of defensive tackle 
is to push clog up the middle. Exactly. Clog the guys up the middle, yep. stop the run, and get a little bit pressure up front. And, and they have and done none of those things. And allow things. your defensive ends to go bananas making plays. And they've done none of those things. My fingers were crossed that Tommy Togiai would make strides. Minimal, I would think so far. And then Perion Winfrey came in with a lot of bluster. Loved it. We all loved it. And he's had some issues that have not really been identified. And he's not been a whole lot of anything yet. So, in other words, exactly what we talked about with the defensive tackles has been on display all season long. And here we sit in, what is this? Here we sit in week 10. And none of us know why Indomitian Sue isn't on a team, nor Sheldon Richardson or anything like that. No one has heard anything as to why. It, the Browns aren't the only team who need help at that position. And for some reason, those guys still sit on the street. So, yeah. I have no idea on that one, folks. I'm still paying attention and wondering where and why, but we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, still making a phone call every so often if I'm Andrew Barry, but I wonder why those guys haven't been signed. So the defensive line, they haven't brought in help, and it's been okay. And that's about it. The linebackers, you brought in Deion Jones. He's looked like, good. Like, yeah, he's, he's early early returns look pretty good. Uh, I keep... And Taki Taki's had a game or two. Taki Taki in that Cincinnati game was really good. Fantastic for you. Um, Jacob Phillips didn't do it for you. And then IR. Anthony Walker was doing it for you, but IR. So you're down to a middle linebacker who, you know, wasn't here. You lost your top two. That's not good. Uh, Jordan Kanashik has been solid in the little bit that he's been asked to play. I keep waiting for Jeremiah Awusu Koromoa to be unleashed. And I figure that scheme more than it is player, and I hope I'm right on that. I would love to see them put him in a role that says go get ball. And I don't know exactly how that fits, but and I don't know exactly how you coach that, and I don't know exactly how you make up for it, but I think that guy is built for go get football. Like, whoever's carrying it, go tackle him. Yep. And then the defensive backfield has been underwhelming. And a big part of that, I think, has been Denzel Ward being out with his concussion. That's That's been an issue. And I can't say that Grant Delpit or John Johnson or Greg Newsom II have really made the strides that we were wanting them to, to make. Martin Emerson's done a nice job as a rookie. That's where we think this team is right now. I'm still optimistic as they get ready to go out of the bye and go to Miami on Sunday. I can't wait to see it, as a matter of fact. I think it's going to be a fun game. We're going to make Jeff Thomas do it next. And then after that, Browns players from Berea. It's Baskin and Phelps with Menigan in for Andy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.